Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Yeah, shopping at Garrard's, that's the way to go. Welcome everyone to Mobile Rolling and uh, looking forward to catching up with our special guest, Wayne Hill, very shortly. And in fact, uh, Wayne actually is uh, on the line now. Wayne, welcome back to Mobile Rolling and, and more importantly, how are you going? Yeah, good mate. Yeah, been going all right. Been getting a few winners and uh, yeah, it's quite long okay, mate. How about yourself? Yeah, not bad for an old guy, just chipping away, or as our producer Dale would say, just uh, poking along with the choke out, I suppose, for anyone that knows what that means. <laughs> hey, um, Wayne, uh, Andrew Brown just put over announcements about uh, people wearing masks and, and that and with COVID and so forth. I mean, but that's impacted on what you do as well. And, and, and we spoke a couple of weeks ago about how uh, you uh, you went over the border to Mildura, where you, you love to go there, and that's that's part of your what you want to do as far as driving horses is concerned. And then we had an issue about where you know you had to um, you know, isolate for a little bit of time and so forth. Um, and basically, it's ongoing. I mean. It's changed our whole world, really, hasn't it, with this COVID situation? Yeah, we'll sort of get to the point now where um, it's sort of changed a fair bit, just like for me personally, as far as um, sort of getting over the border and driving and things like that. Um, uh, sort of probably the last sort of four, four or five weeks, I've sort of been going over to Matura quite regularly. And there was, I think there's an instance or about three or four weeks where I couldn't drive here at all in South Australia, basically, because I was heading over the border weekly. But um, the directions change as of uh, Friday uh, afternoon, so sort of from here on in, um, I should be alright with a bit of, bit of luck unless things get a little bit worse over there. But uh, I did notice they changed the directions again uh, last night. But uh, um, it's quarantine until one, sorry, quarantine until tested, and then uh, once you're tested, you don't have to wait for the results. So um, the directions stand is still okay to sort of get back and forth. Um, and mainly sort of drive here in South Australia when I do come back. Yeah, it'd be a hard decision for you, knowing that you you uh, you build up your profile here in South Australia, and, and you know you've got your regular trainers that want to have you on, and then you've done the same in Mildura. I mean, so much so that you you went there often enough that you won the drivers' premiership there one season. So, and you build up your profile there. So, I guess it's a hard decision for you to make. Do I go to Mildura and know that I'm going to miss out driving at Globe Derby or what? I mean, you would have had to toss the coin on some occasion. I'm guessing, Wayne. Yeah, so for a period of time last year, I think maybe when they went to regionalise, uh, regionalisation racing, um, I think that lasted maybe three or four months. That was probably mid uh, last year. So in that time, only so people from that certain region could uh, actually drive and, and train and race their horses in Mildura. So therefore, I wasn't able to get there. But um, yeah, I think there was about a month's worth of. Uh, just normal racing over there where I still couldn't get across the border because of our um, border situation. And it really took me a long time to get to the point once I started going back. Um, it's sort of probably over the last maybe two or three months I got to the point where I basically sort of had, had everything back that I, that I lost through that stage. Um, yeah. And look, to be quite honest, I wasn't sort of quite prepared to um, to to do that over again and, and lose sort of what I've built up again over that past, you know, six to eight yeah. month period so I made a decision to um to, to, to drive over there mainly and um I thought I'd get my drives back here reasonably easy enough so yeah that's the decision I made in the end. 
Yeah, we've got a handful of drives today, um, so let's talk about those. Uh, we start off in race one, Valboran. You've won on her before. We're down to a field of four. It's over 22.30. How do you reckon this race is going to pan out? I'm not sure. Yeah, look, over the 22.30, it sort of gets a few of these because they don't run over the longer trips sort of too often. Um, I think her run was a little bit better last start. She hit the front sort of the top of the bend and uh, just faded a little bit late. Um, I think 23.30 is not a, a favourite distance, to be honest. Um, yeah, look, you'd probably be thinking Alamone would be finding the top and there's really I mean, no pressure in a four-horse race. Probably David Smith will be able to sort of dictate um, the speed he wants to go, <clears throat> basically. Um, look, I, I would love uh, Alamone not to get to the front. I think it really uh, brings me into contention, but uh, um, it's got a bit of gate speed, uh, Alimony, so you'd think it would probably be fine in the front and dictating from there and probably be a little bit too hard to beat, I'd be thinking. Yeah, OK. All right, and then we go to race three. Now, Master Caribbean, he's well in the market. He's the favourite. In fact, they, they touched him up when they first opened the odds uh, and you drove him, was it uh, a couple of Sundays ago at Globe Derby in the trial behind the odds of March? Yeah, it was a couple of Sundays ago now, yeah, at Globe. Um, I really liked his trial, actually. He... Uh, He's a 49 rater, and the odds of March is uh, basically free-for-all rated, so you know, he's probably not up with a better free-for-all odds of March at the moment, but um, still class-wise, he, uh, he's up there in, in the ratings, and uh, it might like come out quite good, and I handed up to odds of March, and he finished on his uh, coattails there at the finish, so you know, if odds of March is sort of drawn two in this race, he'd be, um, he'd be winning, you'd think, so I was quite happy with his trial. He gave me a really good feel. He was quite responsive as well, so when I come back in, I said uh, I said he'd probably win sort of first up or second up. So um, to Taylor, um, he gave me a really good feel, like I said, and uh, should be hard to beat. I think it should be fine at the top. I think I don't think Chardon will want to get into a war, war early. Um, yeah, he might. He, he's a good sprint lane horse, Chardon. So he sort of might be diving at me late, and uh, Lemmy Rock's probably be finishing off well as well. But uh, yeah, I really liked his trial and uh, gave me a good feel. And um, like I said, if I was the Masters in this, he'd be uh, probably dollar uh, ten and uh, and would be winning, you'd think. Yeah, OK, so Master Caribbean. And, and how did he pull up after the run? Did he blow up over the back? Did you get a chance to, to see him in the stalls after the trial, Master Caribbean, for his return back to racing? Yeah, well, they were thinking about giving him another trial. Um, Taylor said we might give him another trial, and I sort of said to her, look, he, he felt good enough to probably track in a race, and um, I think he's found a reasonably suitable race. He's, he's drawn good, and it's over the short trip. So um, I think what he does from... Today, he'll be better for, put it that way, I don't think he's 100%, but uh, I think his trial, um, two, it was two weeks ago now, um, I, I think it was probably good enough to, to be winning today, and he would have got a little bit of fitness between uh, that trial and, and to this point now, so he should be a little bit better um, for the trial as well. All right, so we like his chances, and he, he is the favourite Master Caribbean. You've also got the favourite in the trot, and my used to be, uh, you reunited with this guy. Like, he, he started his career off really well, and, and look, probably got under the guard of a lot of the trial followers. He, he was starting at big odds when he first started racing as a two-year-old trotter, and, and he went bang, bang, bang. He won his first three, and then, then they realised, hang on, this guy's probably the best two-year-old trotter we got here, and, and then he was short-priced favourite, he galloped, but then... Not long after that is where he went to Victoria, and he come back. And um, I was watching in the run last uh, week, Wayne. He was he just switching off in the run, and, and you had to wake him up, or what was what was the situation? What's your description about how he went last week? Yeah, he's always seemed to be a little bit that way. He just uh, just knocks off a little bit. Uh, he was quite keen actually when I went out into the plume, and uh, 
Um, we had a fair bit of rain last week. And I know Jules said uh, he, he missed uh, one or two fast works. So uh, when he went out to the track, he's actually quite fresh. And I thought um, it's probably not a bad thing for him because he could uh, he could handle sort of being on his toes maybe a little bit more. But uh, he got a couple of laps done and he, and he relaxed quite well. And then he was very relaxed in the run. He uh, he felt uh, he felt quite good. Like Anthony Robinson's quite happy to bowl along a little bit with some success. So we sat quietly outside him. Um, and down the back, he was quite happy to go to the front and, and put a bit of a margin on him. But sort of once he does get out there, he does sort of knock off a little bit. And as you sort of say a couple of times, he does go to line with his ears pricked. But I sort of thought, you know, watching it, you sort of thought Romance might sort of get a little bit closer to him um, at Norman's Gate. But uh, once he sort of straightened, he he knuckled down a little bit more. And like I said, he probably doesn't do any more than he has to. So I think he should be better for that run again from last week as well by the sound. So... Um, yeah, spent a, a good show on me again from him today. Yeah. Um, and what's he like to drive out there on the track in the race? Yeah, look, he's pretty relaxed. Um, you know, every time you want him to do something, you generally have to ask him. He generally won't do it on his own, but uh, it will sort of give you, you know, 110%. He'll give you everything he's got. And if, something, if he is out in front, for, if he is out in front and something does get it up to his... Uh, up to his girth, he will sort of fight them off as well. So um, probably a perfect race, or it's probably a good combination um, uh, for a trotter, uh, the way he handles things, and he's pretty relaxed, so he doesn't get too revvy or anything like that. So um, he's got a good future. He's he done a good job at uh, Nangle too. He went over to the, uh, the Trotters Derby, ran fourth, so he's got plenty of ability. Yeah, for sure. And and the other thing, look, on what you said, I mean, Jill, Jill Nielsen, the trainer's told you that he missed on a couple of fast works. So you'd expect him to be a better horse again today than, than what he was uh, last week. And, and furthermore to that, he actually meets him on better handicaps today compared to last week. So all things being equal, you probably should be driving this one as a win away. Yeah, I'd like to think so. I don't like to put moss on myself too much. But yeah, you, th- you think you'd be winning. It's a, tr- it's a three-year-old trotter, it's a three-year-old trotter though. <laughs> Anything can happen. Yeah, look, he's at a short quote. I mean, people probably can't back him as a, as a young trotter yeah. at, a, at a very short quote. But uh, all things being equal, no bad luck. Then he'll give you a pretty good run for your money. But like he's a dollar twenty-five, so I suppose he should be giving you a pretty good run for your money. But nevertheless, we'll see how much he improves because, like you say, if he's missed that work and he's better off in handicaps, you know, um, yeah, we'll see how he's progressed from his, his return back to Jill Nielsen. Anyway, yeah. All right, uh, what have we got in race five? White Star PJ. Now, you're the only guy to win on this horse uh, in his career, White Star PJ. Um, have you been watching his fortune? Because, uh, yeah, I don't think you've driven him too often since then, but have you been watching what he's been doing of late? Uh, no, not a great deal, to be quite honest. Um, I sort of have to go through the form a little bit more thoroughly uh, in the next sort of half hour to 40 minutes. But um, he does possess a little bit of gate speed, and uh, I think I sat behind the leader when I did win on him first up, or not first up, but the first time I drove him. So um, the, the pile loss gets out okay, that mama's kiss. So um, we'll just uh, probably push forward early and just see if we can maybe pinch the lead off the pile loss and maybe look to take a sit at a, on something a little bit um, uh, that something comes out the gates a little bit higher up the track. But um, I'll have to have a chat to Shane and uh, see what he wants to do. Okay. Yeah, look, just reminding you about that uh, White Star PJ when he won. He actually led and you handed up to White Star Venus. Well, she's in this race as well. We might see a, a deja vu or a replica of what happened back in October uh, 2020. Uh, we'll see what develops there. And you ended up beating White Star Venus on that occasion as well. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it develops. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, it does get out quite good, White Star Venus. Uh, so, 
um, yeah, that definitely might be the case. Uh, might be leader behind leader and uh, might be at the Quinn Oliver Shane. Yeah, all right. And then you got a bit of a gap. What do you do between races when you haven't got drives? <laughs> Sometimes I go have a nap, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have time to have a nap there and uh, wake up and uh, work out what you've got to do with Karmic Fire in the last race. You, you're drawn outside the second row. Um, but, uh, yeah, what, what, what's your thoughts on Karmic Fire? Yes, yeah, so they've had a little bit of a break from racing. Um, uh, speaking of Shane on Saturday night, he had a few sort of little uh, niggling injuries, and uh, he probably really doesn't get into the race too bad. Like uh, it's a 47 to 54 rating race, so um, you know he was probably up just under free fall there, maybe as of a year ago. So he dropped down in points quite a bit. So he probably gets into the race quite good. Um, he just said he had a couple of little niggling issues there last time in, uh, which he's fixed. So. Yeah, definitely the best coming fire would be uh, be right in this race, and he hasn't drawn too bad. He's drawn uh, behind the uh, behind Shadow Hunter, which will get out the gate okay. So, yeah, with a little bit of luck, um, he won't be far away. I know Shane's been quite happy with him. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, there's a few drives here. Any ones that are more exciting than the other for you on face value? Uh, yeah. Like I said before, the Trotters probably a wee bit short to sort of have everything on, but um, probably have Master Caribbean and. Uh, and, and Karmic Fire at odds in the last race are probably, um, as far as the betting perspective is concerned, they're probably there, might, might see best. Yeah. And, and what about uh, trips to Mildura? What's coming up? What's 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 in the pipeline for you to go back over the border? Uh, yeah, it's normally uh, this uh, during the winter months, there's normally a meeting there every Friday. So uh, meeting there this Friday. Um, it's a day meeting, which I uh, which I enjoy. I like the day meetings better than night meetings. You tend to get home at a bit more of a reasonable hour. So, yeah, there'll be a meeting again this Friday. Um, yeah, things are going great up there. They generally sort of get 10 to 12 races. Uh, the people are good. The racing's good. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't mind going up there, actually. Uh, everyone gets along quite well as well. So, um, generally, uh, an enjoyable day out. Yeah. Hey, look, I've spoken to you before, and you're a bit of a, a thrill-seeker driver. You like plenty of action in races, and you don't like boring, just follow the leader. You like action and movement and, and stuff like that, and Mildura is one of the best places to go for that, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, yeah. I hear that Mildura is, um, as far as turnover is concerned, I think it's one of the, the better turnover tracks for, for HRV um, in Victoria. So, you know, that sort of... I think that the reason the, why, the reason why is a sort of similar pool of horses that go around there every week. Uh, it's always sort of pretty competitive uh, racing. You generally, if you hop to the front there, you got to keep looking around your shoulder because um, if you try to sort of slack them off the quarter, there's generally something coming around. So, um, yeah, it's always pretty action-packed and, uh, yeah, the racing's quite good. Yeah. Hey, Wayne, thanks for your time uh, on Mobile Rolling once again. Really appreciate it. And, and good luck there on the track today. Let's hope you get a winner or two there today. No worries, Jimmy, mate. Thanks for having me.